Very warm welcome to Trinity Church this morning. How many of you are enjoying the sunshine? Amen. Great response. Why don't we uh, bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's pray one more time. Uh, today we're going to continue with our series about how to live a healthy life. And uh, we just open our hearts before you, O oh God, to offer whatever we have, anything, everything, and nothing less before you, Lord. Again, we open our hearts to receive your word, and we declare that our hearts are open. We want to hear from you today as we read your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And if you have a Bible, please come with us to the book of Colossians, chapter 3. Colossians, chapter 3, verse 12 If you don't have a Bible, you may grab one from the link area, or there's another one at the entrance. And if not, you can go to Google, Google it on your phone. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, the Bible says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Today we're going to be talking about humility. And it's impossible to talk about humility without talking about the opposite of it, which is pride. Now, uh, raise your hands if you had a problem with pride in the past or you still have a problem with pride. Amen. So today I'm going to be preaching to you about humility and pride, and, and especially to those who didn't raise their hands, right? Because we all wrestle with pride. Every single one of us wrestles with pride. And in fact, those who think they don't have the problem probably have it a bit more in their lives. Pride is dangerous. And those who are infected with pride, it's really hard for them to... To, to know that they have it. It's like when you have the perfume. Some, sometimes you, you, you will smell it at the beginning. You will still sense the smell of the, of the perfume. But after a while, you won't feel it. But people around you, they will be able to feel the smell of the fragrance. And pride is like that. Sometimes we don't feel it. But all the people will be able to feel it. And we all wrestle with this. And I believe that there is a sin that is dividing churches like no any other sin. I believe that there is a sin that is dividing marriages and families and countries like no any other sin. I believe that there is a sin that is bringing wars and destruction among, um, amongst nations. And that sin, ladies and gentlemen, is a sin of pride. Pride. The Bible talks about, the book, uh, about pride in the book of Proverbs. And if you will go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 18. Proverbs 16, 18. The Bible mentions something very powerful about humility and pride in here. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. If you go a bit forward 
to the book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 12, just one page after that. Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. We can see here a catwalk. It's like a catwalk where pride comes first, and then all of a sudden, the fall comes afterwards. And then on the other side of the catwalk, we have humility. Humility comes walking comfortably, and then straight after humility, honor will come. Now, the, the thing with humility is that sometimes we, we feel proud of being humble, right? Have you heard that? It's funny because, and I know you're smiling because it's true. Oh, uh, uh, I'm so proud of being humble. I'm so proud of, of being like this. I, I'm so proud of this. And, and, and there's a story in the Bible that talks about the publican and the Pharisee. And the publican was there saying, Lord, forgive me for I am, I am a sinner. I, I, I made a, a lot of mistakes. And there, there was a Pharisee that was saying, Lord, thank you because I am not like that man. Thank you. And a Sunday school teacher was preaching about this on a Sunday morning to all the people in church. And all the children were there. And, and the teacher, the Sunday school teacher said, uh, boys, isn't it amazing that we are not like that old Pharisee? Isn't it amazing that we're not like that gentleman, that, that bad Pharisee? You see, you can be proud sometimes of being Humble. And there's a fine line between humility and pride. Now, what sort of definition can you give us about humility? What do you think humility is? Anyone would like to volunteer? What is humility? Amazing. Can you say that again, please? Not, not rating yourself more highly than other people. Amazing. Any other definition? Thank you very much. What do you think humility is? Understanding who you are in God. Understanding who you are in God. Amen. Thank you. One more. Anybody else? One more. Just one more. Humility. There's another definition that I have heard about humility. Of course, uh, the dictionary says the quality of not being proud, the state of being humble, both humble and the other word come from the Latin word humilis, which means low. True humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. But the question, church, is how do we achieve humility? True humility comes by getting to know Jesus and following him. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. No one could ever accuse Jesus of being weak, but he was humble. He did not promote himself, but ever sought to exalt his father. When we realize that all we have has been given to us by God, our response will be humble in attitude. Humble people understand who they are and who the Lord is. Humility is about what you said, recognizing who we are in Christ, that in Christ we can do all things, that in Christ we have everything, that we had access to all the blessings in heaven through Christ. And pride is totally the opposite. 
bride is saying, I am in the pit. I can do whatever I want by myself and I don't need God. I don't need anybody else. You know people like that? They think that they can do everything. They don't need help from anyone else. Pride is like that. Pride says, I can do everything. But as we were reading in the book of Colossians, the Bible says, clothe yourselves with humility. Clothe yourselves. The, the, the Bible talks about this action of putting humility like a coat on, on top of, our, of, of us. If we go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, we're going to go deeper in this today. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and 6. Young man, in the same way, be submissive to one another, to those older than you. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse number 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Now let's break this passage in four points because the Bible says, Clothe yourselves with humility. In this context, the word clothed refers to a, to a scarf, to an apron, an apron that was typically worn by servants. Putting, it's, it's like putting an apron, putting something on top of you. That's how we have to put humility. And you, you remember the story when Jesus was at the, at the supper with all his disciples. And the Bible says that Jesus took his mantle off and then he put a towel on top of him and began to wash his disciples' feet. Do you remember that story? And this is what the Bible says. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus, knowing that he had received everything for the Father, from the Father, knowing who he was, because knowing who you are in Christ is not pride. Pride is not about having a good self-image. Humility is not about thinking less of yourself. It's knowing who you are in Christ. Setting your eyes on the things above, on God. Because when you set your things on God above, you will never look down on people. When we are looking down on people because of our position, because of the things that we have, then we, there's no space for us to look up and see God. But Jesus, knowing who he was, the Bible says that he removed his mantle and began to wash his disciples' feet. An act of humility from the Savior of the world. Just be who God called you to be and be willing to serve others as the opportunity arises. You remember the life of Joseph? Joseph was so powerful that there was nobody else more powerful than him in the land of Egypt. And humility is extremely tested when you give power to people. How many of you can say amen to that? Amen? One way for you to see how humble a person is, just give them power. Put them in a position of authority. And all of a sudden, it will start bur bursting inside of their hearts. Everything that it was in there. And Joseph, the Bible says, that was, there was no more powerful man than him apart from the Pharaoh. 
But he used his position, not for himself, but he used his position to bless many people, to feed many people, to feed families, to bless others. And that's how we ought to be. People that recognize that everything we have comes from God. And it's not just for us, but it's for us to feed many people around us and to bless many people around us. Because many people will say, oh, but listen, I, I've done this, I've achieved this, I've, I've done that. And, but who gave us the intelligence to do that? Who gave us the air we breathe in order for us to do that? Wasn't it God? Who gave us the strength in the moments when we were feeling weak? Everything we have comes from him. And when we recognize who we are in Christ and that everything we have comes from him, that's when we begin this journey of humility and we can, we can start clothing ourselves with humility. And pride begins to diminish in our lives because we recognize who God is in our lives. In fact, one of the most humble men I actually know, it, it was a very accomplished man. Sometimes people will misunderstand, they will misplace humility. Just because someone is successful, just because someone is accomplished, it doesn't mean that they're proud. And at the same time, because you see someone who seems very low, it doesn't mean that they're humble. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humility, as I said, is thinking less of yourself and thinking of yourself less. Isn't it, isn't it about thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less and putting others first? A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as I said, as long as you're looking down, you cannot see something that is above you. God is opposed to the proud. That's what 1 Peter 5 says. And ladies and gentlemen, nothing could be worse than to have an infinitely powerful and holy God opposing you. <laughs> but God, the Bible says, give grace to the humble. Let's read it again in First Peter because it says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. Throughout the scripture, the mighty hand of God symbolizes many things. The hand of God symbolizes deliverance. The hand of God symbolizes Provision, the hand of God also symbolizes discipline. God gives grace to the humble. Church, nothing could be better than to have an infinitely powerful hand helping you and working with you, alongside you, supporting you. The mighty hand of God is the one that provides everything. The mighty hand of God is the one who delivers Casting all your anxiety on him, the Bible says, because he cares for you. And one way to be humble is to cast your anxieties on God. If we want practical ways for us to remain humble, is just to cast all our anxieties before God. Which means that one hindrance to casting our anxieties to God is pride. Pride is self-sufficiency and self-reliance. Pride is the root of our anxiety because pride refuses to trust in God. This is what Mother Teresa had to say about humility. She said, these are a few ways 
we can practice humility. To speak as little as possible of oneself. To mind one's own business. Not to want, not, not, not to, want to manage all the people's affairs. To accept contradictions and correction cheerfully. To pass over the mistakes of others. To accept being forgotten and disliked. To be kind and gentle on the provocation. Never to stand on one's dignity. Humility is about knowing who we are in Christ. Recognizing that everything comes from him. Recognizing that separated from him, we can do nothing. And pride is totally the opposite of that. How do we recognize this in our hearts? How do we continue to walk into this pathway of a healthy relationship with God? The Bible says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with all these things, and amongst these things, humility, gentleness, and patience. And this requires action in our hearts. Clothing in the morning requires an action for you. Humility on your daily basis will require action for you to practice it. This week, you will have opportunities to humble yourself. This week, you will have conversations where you're going to have opportunities to practice humility. This week, even right now, God is giving us opportunities for us to practice humility and to serve others with whatever we have received from him. Why don't we pray together and, and ask God to help us to walk in, hu in humility before him and before others. Let's, let's, let's bow our heads and close our eyes and say, Lord, I want to be more like you. Yes, sometimes I will have to remove this mantle, my positions, and say no to other things just to, in order for me to put a towel on top of me to begin to wash people's feet. And this is symbolic because it means that no matter my position, no matter what I have achieved, no matter who I am, I am your son, I am your daughter. And I've been called to serve and to bless others, Lord. So there where you are as you pray, offer your heart as a humble offering before the Lord. And say, Lord, forgive me for these moments when I've been so proud. In a quiet moment of meditation, as the Holy Spirit reminds us who we are in him. Say, Lord, I, I've been proud many times. But there's forgiveness, there's grace. And I know that you want the better for me. You want, your plans are so great for us. And Lord, we want to live a, a full Christian life that reflects who you are. And you were humble, humble even to the cross. Even though you were God and walked amongst us, you decided to humble yourself just to show us the map, to show us the example. So in a moment of quietness, Lord, we offer our hearts to you in humility. Forgive us, help us, and make us more like you because we wrestle with this every day, Lord.
Forgive us for the times when pride gets in the midst of the relationships. Forgive us for the times when pride gets amongst the church things. Forgive us when pride comes and just makes us put people down, Lord. Help us. Help us to have healthy relationships. Help us to reflect your grace and your love in the mighty and in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.